Welcome into the Titans Film Room Podcast, or as Jimmy Morris has been calling it lately, Titans Film Radio. I really like that. Do you like that? I like it. It's pretty cool. I get to keep the TFR going. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. I'm Justin, and with me as always is James. We're going to talk about the Titans roster, a little 53-man prediction for you, and who's getting cut? Surprise, not Logan Woodside. Just kidding. He probably will be. Just kidding. No. No. He had a good game, but we don't know what's going to happen. We also talked about our worst fears, things that could really hold the Titans back this season if they come to fruition. So check out this podcast, man. You're already here. Stick around and it's going to start. Always subscribe and review the podcast. Uh, We could always use those reviews and we love you very much. And we hope you enjoy. Hit it. It's the unfortunate reality of the guys that some of those guys that we just won a football game with, um, you know, won't be with us. And some of them will go somewhere else and play. Some of them will be with us. And then some of them, you know, won't play football again. But I, I thanked them for their effort. I mean, that was cool to see everybody into it on the sidelines. Guys were excited for all those guys out there that finished that game and and competed. All right. That was a soundbite that I haven't pulled yet. I don't know what it'll be yet, but it'll be cool. I promise that. Was it cool? (laughs) It was pretty cool. All righty. We are back after a couple days off here to talk about the Titans. That's what we do. James, how you doing? Pretty good. This uh, Bears game has put me to sleep, so... Yep, I just turned it on in the fourth quarter, so that's how interested I was. And uh, before we really talk about that, let's briefly catch up on what's happened. David Fluellen, who had a knee scope, had been out for a couple weeks, returned to practice. Harold Landry, who had some mystery something was keeping him out, also returned. uh, These guys didn't really go through full practice, but they were back out on the field doing their own thing, working back off to the side, so... That tells me that Landry was definitely injured and he's definitely getting healthy. And John Robinson apparently said on the broadcast tonight that he expects Landry to play week one. So nothing to worry about there. Another bit of news, the Titans traded a conditional seventh round pick, according to Paul Kuharski, for outside linebacker Reggie Gilbert from the Packers. So that's an interesting move. Robinson did almost the same thing. When he traded for Correa, he gave up a six-round pick for Correa, so I guess they've decided that that wasn't good enough. Seeing a lack of depth at outside linebacker again, I had talked with some people about how I didn't think the Titans would keep five outside linebackers if they didn't think that there were five good enough to keep, that they wouldn't just keep five for the sake of having that number of them. Now I think this will be the fifth outside linebacker that they keep. Yeah, um... From what I've seen from Gilbert, um, there were a few highlights that were posted. He looks pretty goddamn strong. So, yeah, he'll probably push Correa for that fourth or fifth spot. Um, hopefully when he's back in week three, probably. We'll see. Right. Well, they, he said he'd be ready by week – by probably by – hope to be ready by week one. Um, he, he's currently coming off a knee injury also. I don't know if it'll mean anything, but we'll see what happens. The Titans are playing the Bears. And uh, anyone who's playing right now as we record this episode with 
um, how much time left in the game? Eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. Anyone who's playing right now is probably in jeopardy, big time jeopardy of making the roster, including our boy Logan Woodside. Well, he's been playing the whole game, so I don't know. Right. So, of course, he has to play because he's the third quarterback and there's no fourth quarterback. So, of course, he's going to play the whole game. But he hasn't. um, I mean, he's been up and down, I guess. Like I said, we haven't watched this game, but we've been following it and reading reports on Twitter. And I watched his should have been touchdown pass to Daylon Dawkins that landed at the running back's feet. And he was wide open and would have walked into the end zone. So, I mean, Logan Woodside, I don't know if he's making the case to keep him. The Titans have nine, have 12 points right now. Is that right? Titans have 12 points. He's been playing quarterback all game against backups, and the Titans have 12 points. So, he's also been throwing two wide receiver backups. Yeah. And apparently, Khalif Raymond had a great 45 yard catch, and Cody Hollister had a couple nice plays, and Taewon Taylor hasn't played, I don't believe. So, he's probably safe, probably making it. Um, I, I would have thought that the Titans would have thrown him out there just to show him off and try to maybe see if they can get a pick for him after just giving up a pick, after already giving up a fourth-round pick next year for Ryan Tannehill. But they kept him out. They kept him out of the game, and that tells me he's probably making it, which, I mean, we thought he would make it, but this kind of cements that for me. Taewon Taylor probably should have played this whole game, even though we know he's going to make it. Um I think you should be getting confidence snaps against Scrubs, and that would have helped Logan Woodside a little more. Yeah, and it would have helped him just work through whatever he's working through. Exactly. Let's go through the roster. Let's build a 53-man roster here. James and I have each kind of done that, and we're going to uh, put our heads together here and see if we can come up with a final 53. And we're really going to talk about the players where we have differences on because most people are going to have the same 48, right? Or or more. Just about. So, now, I don't know. I mean, I might change my mind after this game. But right now, I've got Marcus, Tannehill, and Woodside all making the team. Three quarterbacks. You two? Same. Um, I think with Mariota's injury history, you have to have three quarterbacks on this roster because at any point, you could need them. And you're going to send Logan Woodside out on the waiver wire and maybe hope that you can get him on the practice squad if he's even eligible. And, you know, you have the quarterback hungry Colts right now. Um, I think you said it um, a little while ago where the chances of the Colts getting him and then having the offense and uh, having Logan Woodside, maybe not the most threatening, but still kind of a thing you would worry about. Right. And the Colts have tried out Brandon Whedon. And I mean, the Colts are looking at absolute scrubs. So Logan Woodside would be an upgrade, even if he's not going to be, you know, a, an NFL starter level player. But I do think that the coaching staff really values the fact that he knows the playbook really well. And I think he impressed them when he came back from OTAs or when he came back for OTAs after playing in the AAF and was helping the rookies learn the offense really early on. I'm sure that that, has probably stood out to the coaches since that happened. So I wouldn't be shocked if he if he was kept. Let's move on to running back. So we're going to keep him on for now. We got three. Let's let's add four, five, and six here with Derrick Henry, Deion Lewis, and David Fluell. And, and then if you want to make a case for McNichols, I'll let you because I do not have him on my roster. I think he's shown enough to stick. Uh, I think we need four running backs at this point. 
um, at any point, anybody can get injured, you know? And McNichols has shown enough to where I think he can be on an NFL roster. And he's shifty enough that he reminds me of Deion Lewis. So if at any point Lewis gets hurt, we have a capable, similar skill set in Jeremy McNichols, whereas Flew Allen's going to be filling that fullback to power back role because that dude is thick. <laughs> My thoughts on McNichols are simply that running backs are not that hard to find and that I'm not sure McNichols has done enough to get claimed over the running backs that other teams around the league already have on their rosters who know their systems. I mean, he's a replacement level player. Ultimately he's not going to be like, like a guy that unless he's running behind a great line that gets signed by some random team and suddenly becomes a feature back. I don't think so. I like McNichols and I think the Titans probably like him too, but to me, he doesn't do enough on special teams that he, he wouldn't even be able to be active on game days unless someone got hurt. And if that's the case, then you might as well just take the chance of putting him on the practice squad. But hey, I'll leave him on for now. And if we get to the point where it's him versus somebody, then we'll have then we'll hash it out, okay? All right. All right. So receiver, we definitely have the same top five, which includes Taewon Taylor and Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys, Tajay Sharp, and AJ Brown. I have Darius Jennings on the roster. You have? Khalif Raymond. I just think based on what happened in tonight's game, the coaches are telling us what they're going to do. I mean, Jennings didn't play. Raymond's been out there all night. Writing's on the wall. I don't know if we're going for a what we would do or a prediction here, but from a prediction standpoint, I think we have to go with Jennings. And that makes me sad. Yeah. I think they'll try to get I, Raymond on the practice squad, though. Maybe. Uh, I just know Raymond has shown me more this preseason than Jennings, but that's probably because Jennings is more of a lock to make this roster. Um, I don't know. I just really like what I've seen from Raymond. Um, I think he offers more in the passing game than what I've seen from Jennings. So that's kind of why I've been a fan. And I think that's the perfect reason to keep him on the practice squad because if somebody gets hurt, somebody above Jennings, then you bring Raymond up and put him in the rotation and you let Jennings do what a sixth receiver on your depth chart is supposed to do anyway, which is be a great special teams player. And Jennings is a great special teams player. So I think that's why he's making the roster. Shall we move on to tight end? Yeah, uh, I think we were pretty much in agreement with the four. It's pretty easy here. Uh, Cole Wick was just cut, so he's definitely not making it. Um, yeah. And I think Ryan Hewitt doesn't make it and none of the other guys. So it's Delaney Walker, John New Smith, Anthony Ferkser, and Michael Pruitt. It was a strong four last year, and even with Walker being out, uh, we had John New, Ferkser, and Pruitt, and they did pretty well. Even when John New got hurt, the other two guys stepped up. So I think it's a strong group, like you said. Right. We got... On the offensive line, Taylor Lewan does not count against our 53 right now because he's suspended. So our offensive linemen are, we'll start from left to right as the starting group, Dennis Kelly, Roger Saffold, Ben Jones, Kevin Pomfield, and Jack Conklin. I am expecting Pomfield to be the starter. For depth, we both decided that Corey Levin and Nate Davis were definitely going to make the roster. I think that Jameel Douglas will probably make the roster because he also didn't play tonight. Hmm. 
So you don't think so? Well, I'd put Stinney um, just because I'd seen a little more of Stinney. And I believe he was on this team last year, whereas Jamil's a new player. That's correct. That's what's so weird about the whole Stinney, Jamil, Douglas thing to me is that I don't think Aaron Stinney is a great player by any means. And he got worked by Cameron Hayward again, just like he did last year. But but that happened last year. And then Stinney somehow stuck on the roster for the entire season, even though the Titans didn't really... I mean, the Titans never even thought about playing him, but he was on the roster the whole year. And then this offseason, Jameel Douglas comes in and suddenly is above Stinney in the rotation, not only above him in the rotation, he's working with the ones. And every time he's out here in preseason, I'm wondering what, why? What do they see in this guy? I have no idea. But again, I'm just doing a prediction here, not necessarily what I would do. And so that's why it's just, it's going to be Douglas, you know? Mm. I mean, I, I just think you have the familiarity in Stinney, and why not just keep that? But I mean, it's it's like the ninth offensive lineman, so yeah, it really doesn't matter. All right, I guess we'll dig into the defense after a very brief break. It's everything that is on a case-by-case basis. And so, you know, whether we decide to play a guy tonight or not, um, you know, whether I think he needs more work or not, he just didn't play tonight. Okay, James, that was another audio clip I haven't pulled yet. It's a good one, though. I guarantee it, or else I wouldn't pull it. (laughs) It was amazing. All right, let's talk about who we'd keep on the defense. Our roster is currently at 25 players. If we just knock out the specialists really quick, Ryan Suckup at kicker, Brett Kern at punter, and Bo Brinkley at long snapper, which has just been a standard thing for the Titans for as long as I can remember now. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, and it's not broken. So uh, that puts us at 28, which leaves us with 25 spots to go. Who you got on the D-line? Me personally, I had Casey... Jones, Austin Johnson, uh, Dickerson, Urban, and Mac. That sounds like mine too. I could see a world where Frank Heron makes it, maybe over Brett Urban, who was out there playing tonight, maybe over Austin Johnson, who was also out there playing tonight. But those guys played early on. I don't know if they're still playing. I don't think they're still playing. So I think ultimately we have we have it right with those six. At inside linebacker. I think there's a pretty solid five that is fairly obvious. Rashawn Evans and Jayon Brown are your starters. Wesley Woodyard's going to play a lot too. David Long, the rookie draft pick, and Darren Bates, a special teamer. I think that's Mm -hmm. the same as your five. Right. At outside linebacker, we also have five each. I think they're the same. This is pretty, Uh, pretty simple. As I was listing all the linebackers, I was thinking, wow, this whole defense is just going to be linebackers. Yeah. But when you run a 3-4, I think you're going to have more linebackers than you are D-line. So. Especially when you have like a Darren Bates and a David Long who are just going to be playing special teams. Right. You got um, at outside linebacker, obviously Harold Landry, and I believe Sheree Finch will be the two starters. Cameron Wake will rotate in. Kemele Correa will as well. And the newly acquired Reggie Gilbert rounds out our front group. So that puts us at 
44 players, which means we have nine spots left. I don't know if there's any debating who we're keeping here either. We got Logan Ryan, Malcolm Butler, Adoree Jackson, LaShawn Sims, and Ty Smith, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then at safety, we, I mean, that's pretty unanimous. Yep. Bayard, Vaccaro, Hooker, and Cruikshank. Yep. So that puts us at 53. Guys that could make it that we haven't talked about are someone like Josh Kalou, who plays cornerback safety. He plays a little bit of both, so they like that versatility. He plays on special teams, so that adds value to his to him as a player. I could definitely see Josh Kalou making this team over a McNichols or a Woodside. I could see Derek Roberson, who had a sack tonight, although the fact that he's playing in the second half tonight is probably not a good sign. But that he had a sack, I mean, he's probably a practice squad guy, but it wouldn't shock me if Woodside and McNichols were cut to make room for guys like Kareem Orr, who's a cornerback who's had a pretty great camp, who I saw, I can't remember who tweeted it, but I saw somebody tweet today that they thought the Titans may have been trying to hide Kareem Orr in the last couple of preseason games, um, which would indicate to me that he's, that he's a likely cut candidate that will go to the practice squad. Um, but I think he has a shot. I think Jojo Tillery... Defensive back has a shot. He was um, he had a he had an interception in the first preseason game. He's he's had a pretty good camp by all accounts. And then the rookie safety from Vanderbilt, Ladarius Wiley. I don't know if he's going to make it, but he's not. Out, it's not out of the question. Anybody else that you think has a chance that's fighting for a shot here? Well, I, he's probably a cut candidate, but I mean, how about Dalen Dawkins right now with uh, 119 yards on 13 carries? Holy shit! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where's this dude been all preseason? Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, so where's this dude been all preseason? But um, I mean, he's probably gonna get cut if he's playing this late. But this is exactly my point about Jeremy McNichols is like Dalen Dawkins. Who the fuck is that? I mean, we know who he is because he's been around the Titans practice squad and stuff for the last couple of years. But I mean, he's a nobody and he's coming in, out here and this is what running backs can do. Like there's just so many running backs that that's why I, McNichols like he just hasn't been like extra special. He hasn't like caught you off guard, you know, as opposed to a guy who's been cut by a couple teams already. I don't know. I just don't see it. I mean, that's a fair point, but um, I don't know. I was just kind of a fan after the whole flip and the calling of McWeapon, and I kind of started getting on the hype train, so I really wanted to make this roster. Totally understandable. We'll see what happens. He's got a shot. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, I hate these, to be honest. Um, It's so hard to predict, but, I mean, for the most part, a lot of them are a lot. The last thing I'll say about this roster is that my final version after we just went through this together would probably only have 51 or 52 people on it. I would go 52 and I think I would actually cut Woodside and McNichols and probably add Josh Kalou because the more I talked about it, the more I realized coaching staff just loves that versatility and the, and the special teams factor. And I would go into 52 going in the going, go forward with 52 by Saturday. I mean, maybe they'll have 53 obviously, on Friday, but by Saturday or Sunday when the waiver claims start, I think one of these guys that's going to end up on the roster when, when the season starts is not here yet. Just because of the still that lack of depth on the O-line, 
with Lawan out. I mean, right guard is not solved. That who knows what could happen there. And uh, outside linebacker, if somebody, if somebody, um, the conditional seventh, we don't know the conditions, but it's likely that if the Titans were to like find a better outside linebacker over the next couple of days of waivers and stuff, then I, they could cut Reggie Gilbert and not have to pay the pick to the Packers, most likely based on the fact that it's conditional. So I think because those those areas lack depth, we could we're going to see somebody claimed. Yeah. And then you also have cuts from other teams. So maybe um, someone gets cut that they really like and fills that 53rd spot. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, that'll do it for the roster talk. Let's move on to another topic that I think I just got to get this stuff off my chest because there are always so many possibilities, infinite possibilities when you enter a football season. Last year, we never could have foreseen a seven-hour rain delay game in which Delaney Walker breaks his ankle and Marcus Mariota pinches his nerve or whatever and Taylor Lewan gets a concussion and the Titans lose because they don't have a quarterback. I mean, what a worst-case scenario game to happen in the first game of the season. That is an extremely bad scenario. I want to talk through some realistically like feasible not the craziest game that's ever happened in the franchise history. Nightmares. Your worst nightmares. Your worst fears for what could go wrong this upcoming season. If if these things happen, the Titans will be 9-7 and seven again or worse. For you, what are, what, are, what is your number one fear? Uh, Mariota getting injured. Um, because as soon as he's injured, that's it. We're done. Uh, there's no re-signing Marcus Mariota. And I'm with you. That, that weighs heavily. I don't know why you're making me face all my fears before the goddamn season starts because now I'm going to go into week one with goddamn negative attitude. So, But Mariota getting hurt is the number one thing that I'm worried about. Um, you know, Art Smith could be vanilla. Other yeah. things can happen. Someone else can get hurt, but Mariota is honestly the one thing that scares me. Yep, I'm with you on the Mariota just because he's been hurt every year for all of the four years of his career, you you just, I mean, probability-wise, if you expect the same thing over and over again, what is that? No, it's other room. If you do the same thing over and over again and expect different results, like some would call that insanity. So I don't think that we should expect Marcus to play a full season. We should cross our fingers and hope for it and root for it. But if he doesn't, it's not the end of the season. It's not going to derail the season because Ryan Tannehill is a capable quarterback. It's just right. going to be sad. It's going to be so sad to have to accept that this guy that when he got here four years ago showed so much promise and still shows so much promise to accept that he's never going to be it will, will be hard for me. So I really hope he does not get injured. Exactly. But another big fear I have is Arthur Smith sucks as an offensive coordinator. <laughs> If that happens, the, this is going to be a really boring year. It's going to be a long season is what it's going to be. It's going to be similar to the last three years, which sucked. I mean, I still believe that the Titans being good is not – like the win column has nothing to do with attendance at games or media coverage. It, the Titans could go 16-0, and but if they did it Mike Malarkey style, running the ball all game, winning games 12-9, to nobody's going to care. I mean – People will just call it fluky. I mean, nobody's going to care because people care about offense. 
people care about exciting football. And if Arthur Smith sucks as an offensive coordinator and the Titans don't have a good offense, no matter how good the defense is and no matter how like lucky or clutch they end up being and winning, like it's just going to be so frustrating to like 2017, we made the the Titans made the playoffs. It was a fun year, but it was also so hard to watch that offense every week. Last year with Mariota's injury and the inconsistencies that the team played outside of a handful of games where the offense exploded was so hard to watch. So aside from Mariota getting hurt, the offense being so hard to watch again would just be such a, I mean, I would just be heartbroken. It'd be the worst. Another year, another year of boring offense. Same old Titans. That's what people will say. It's really rooted in fantasy football. People want to be able to watch the players that are on their fantasy football team. So if nobody has any Tennessee Titans because the Titans offense sucks, then nobody cares to watch the Titans, which means nobody cares about the highlights and the media coverage. This is a whole spiral. This is why the Titans are an irrelevant. I mean, it's not the reason, but it is a big reason why the Titans are an irrelevant franchise. I mean, there are other teams with small markets that have big uh, media. What am I trying to say? Like uh, Uh, media coverage. Yeah. You know, I mean, because their offenses are exciting. So should I name one as an example or should I just leave that hanging? What's a good example? (laughs) Cleveland, Seattle, a small market. Cleveland's got a big following. Seattle's a small yeah, market, right? Yeah. But they don't really have that exciting of an offense. So that's not really a great example. My point is, people will care about the Titans if the offense is exciting. Right. Or it would at least force them to acknowledge it. Exactly. Because if Derrick Henry... Look, if Derrick Henry's a beast this year, if Derrick Henry is a top 10 fantasy running back this year, people are going to start caring about the Titans. Trust me on that. Like, when people- think about how much coverage that Jacksonville game got. Win people money and you'll win them uh, hearts. Yeah, exactly. Any other fears? So the pass rush, um, pretty much sucking. Uh, we're getting no pressure on these quarterbacks, giving them all day to throw again. Um, spells for a very long season as well, not just with the boring offense. But if we can't hit these quarterbacks and get them off their spot, they're just going to throw on us all day. Yep, and the Titans have a murderous row of quarterbacks to play this year. You want to run through it really quick? Uh, sure. Name the guys they got to take on. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Uh, Andrew Luck retiring reduces the number of good quarterbacks they have to play by two, which is really nice. But uh, yeah, they got uh, yeah, like you said, Baker Mayfield, Matt Ryan, Week Four, mm-hmm. Philip Rivers, Cam Newton. Whatever you think of Cam Newton, he's hard to defend. Patrick Mahomes. Derek Carr, Deshaun Watson, Drew Brees, Deshaun Watson. That's not an easy schedule. It also includes Jameis Winston, who isn't good, but might be under Bruce Arians. It also includes Joe Flacco, who hasn't been good in years, but is a former Super Bowl MVP. So there is a chance that the Titans' defense looks way worse this year than it did last year when they were the number three scoring defense, simply because they play a lot of quarterbacks, Many of them very experienced, like Matt Ryan and Philip Rivers, who know how to get the ball out of their hands quickly. Even Joe Flacco knows how to get the ball out of his hands quickly. Patrick Mahomes on the schedule. And then they close the season with Watson, Breeze, Watson. Yeah, count me very, count me among those who are very scared of the Titans' pass rush 
letting them down against these pretty high-powered offenses that they're going to be facing all season. Kind of a side note, I hope Cameron Wake hits the shit out of Cam Newton, and Weird uh, also gets his revenge on Cam Newton for stunting on him that one game that we had against them. Yes, I'm with you on that one. Hopefully the Titans go 16-0. and uh what 19 and 0 is more preferable fuck yes and that'll do it a 19 and 0 prediction from james a more realistic prediction from me not gonna do it not gonna predict the record there's no point there's no point in looking at the schedule and saying the titans will win this game and lose this game right now it's just stupid i hate predicting the schedule we talked about this with buck anyway (laughs) go go listen to the buck rising episode if you haven't follow us on twitter Follow James on Twitter mostly. James, at, what's going on? The people don't, they aren't listening. I mean, it's its up to them. You give a little more uh, in-depth in- analysis. I just kind of tweet memes and bullshit. So if you want to laugh, follow me. If you want information, follow Justin. I am at South Texas Titan, and he's at Titans Film Room. Go look at the Derrick Henry video James just made. It's fucking epic. I liked it. It was fun. It was fun. All right. Well, music. All right. I'm going to press stop now. (laughs)